an announcer that could announce us and they said no oh yeah and i didn't right before we went on i was like i think we have to wait for now she's like no just go just go <laughs> so nobody knows who we are i guess well yeah uh, i'm gabby dunn oh. by icon but yeah self-proclaimed by con yeah what else i'm um famous <laughs> <laughs> Who cool. are you? I'm also Gabby Dunn, so I guess we have to fight. <laughs> I'd win. Yeah. You are say that. I would absolutely beat you in a physical fight. You are stronger. Yes. Yeah. You have stronger arms. And more ruthless. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> you wouldn't... If we were in a physical fight, you wouldn't feel any, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't. Well, I think if something has led us to that point, I'm all in. Like blood, like drawing blood. Like my eyes are coming out of their sockets. That's what you gotta do. You gotta go, go right for, their for the eyes. eyes. Obviously. Yeah, because I'm not gonna, you know, I don't think I could strangle you to death, but I, I could wish you poke would. your eye out. <laughs> I wish you would. Well, then I wouldn't because then you'd be winning. Uh, I'm Gabby Dunn. This is Allison Raskin. Hello. This is Just Between Us. <laughs> A podcast about brutal honesty, female friendship, and completely unsolicited advice. And I guess about who would win in a death match. <laughs> who do you guys think would win? Who thinks Gabby would win? Wow! <laughs> Fuck you guys! Wow! Who thinks I would win? No. We got that on tape. You know what? <laughs> I would, I, I seem like hard, but I would as I don't soon, think so. No? As soon as I did anything that would hurt you, I'd be like, no! You know no, what I see, mean? see, this is bullshit, because this is you acting like the only reason you wouldn't win is because you're too kind. Yeah, I would, yeah. I wouldn't want to hurt you. Uh, we are so excited to be here, Chicago, mostly because it's not 100 degrees. <laughs> oh. Yeah, everywhere else we've been has been muggy, and, and, and hot and just so sweaty sweaty yeah last night my, my parents joined us in, in D.C. and Philly because I, I can't go anywhere without them and um, yeah this tour has mostly been Allison's parents hanging out <laughs> if you were like wow look at these cool rock stars on tour Allison's parents have been with us the whole time I don't think anyone thought that <laughs> but I have won multiple rounds of Jim Romy 500 what's so, pretty cool Okay, I'm not playing the card games. No, no. I don't know how to play gin rummy. I, I don't want to teach you because I think if you beat me, I'd be too upset. Got it. Yeah. I'm very competitive, too. Me, too. This I think is the thing is I'm so competitive, I can't let myself engage in things. What? Like, I, you, I take not myself even out start. of the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't even start. But you, no, no, because you used to, at your house, host mandatory game nights. Yeah, but I'd get so high, I wouldn't know what was going on. That's <laughs> true. Halfway through the game night, I'd just be like, can someone take over the rules? <laughs> <laughs> Allison used to send these emails inviting, a, like, a select eight of us. It was like Clue. A select eight of us to a game night. We weren't allowed to bring anyone. And it was, like, very, like, structured, and uh, we had to give a rating at the door, or a rating every few minutes. How do you think this is going? 
<laughs> well, I thought we rated at the end. Oh, you mean up to right now? Yeah. Uh, like a, like an, an 8.5. Yeah, we were doing well until you started going into the game night stuff. <laughs> we kind of lost, we lost a little steam there. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to take, you don't want to claim your game nights? Well, here's the issue, is that, okay, so you know people in your life who tell you the same story a hundred times? That's Gabby, but just on recorded stuff. You have, you've, you've on the podcast. Yeah, you've talked about this everywhere we go. On the podcast we've talked about game nights? Have we? No. Have we talked about it on YouTube? Yeah. But that's They've a different. They've heard it. We're expanding our Shut audience. up. <laughs> You gotta expand the audience. No, no, you're not expanding the audience. You're just repeating to the same audience. But some people are just pod fans. Some people are like, I don't want any, I don't want to know what you two look like. And that's why they're at our and live that's why show. They're here. <laughs> yeah. They came here to be like, that's what they look like? Gross. And then they left. And that's it. There are some empty seats in the back. Thought we're those people. Well, we have a great show coming up for you guys. We have an incredible guest. Symphony Sanders is here from Night Vale. Oh, yeah. We're going to be talking about everyone's favorite topic, apologies. Yeah. It'll be more fun than it sounds. But first, hit it. International question. International question. International question. Anna, Argentina. So a true international. Yep. You know it. Thank God. So she said, I'm Anna for pronunciation purposes. But, I, but then she didn't tell me how to pronounce it. No, no, no. I'm, she shortened it probably because oh. it's actually like, like on a boat, on a, on a river a, boat. Yeah. Hi, I'm on a boat. <laughs> that would be the coolest friend to have. Yeah. Like her name's just I'm like just with on a boat. On a river boat dot com. That's her full name. And so it's like, you know what? Just do Anna. Why would you ever shorten that? Um, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Dear Allison and Gabby, if she ever reads this. Is that what it says? Yes. <laughs> Have I? Do you read the emails? Absolutely. You go to like the, you go to the email. How do you think that I find the emails? Like a producer gives them to you? No, I do all of the prep work for this podcast. You just oh. show up. <laughs> That's fun. No, I book the people. Yeah, you... Yes. Yeah, so I'm doing my part. Yeah, you're the networker. Yeah, I'm the face you're, of the operation. You're the, you're the figurehead, and I'm yeah. behind the scenes making it happen. Yeah. Uh, okay, here's my problem. I really struggle with platonic intimacy. I'm 25, and the last time I had a true best friend was in primary school. I'm so sad. Okay. I did have friends throughout my life, but I don't think I've ever been close with anyone that I wasn't dating. Whenever I try to make new friends, I either end up fucking them, sure. and everything gets weird, yep. or I can't let down my emotional barriers and we remain as acquaintances. Oh, boy. I think I just don't know how to be intimate with someone without kissing them. Uh-oh. Did you write this? Yeah, did I write this? <laughs> Am I... Is Anna... Pronounce, pronounced Gabby. <laughs> Have I been to Argentina? What's happening? Are you did on you, a boat? Did you um, pick this because you read it and went, oh, this is... Yeah. Wow, fuck you. I'm bisexual and for some what reason... What the fuck? <laughs> this isn't an email. You took this from my diary. 
Uh, I'm bisexual, and for some reason, female friendship is even harder for me. Yeah. Maybe because it's more important. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to have friends, and I really need that kind of relationship in my life, especially and desperately female energy. Yeah. Please help. Oof. All right, let's back it up. Let's go back. <clears throat> so... Uh, I've heard this actually from a lot of uh, bi women or queer women in particular. And for me personally, when I was growing up, it was very hard to make female friends because I didn't understand the rules. Like I didn't, I felt like straight girls had, had these like inherent rules or boundaries that they all knew with each other. And like, I don't know what those rules are. I didn't know what they were. I got sent to social skills class. You did go to a social skills class. (laughs) That is true. You did go to a social skills class at age 12. (laughs) It worked out. (laughs) But I just mean like there would always be like a point where it'd be like, oh, like all the straight girls would be like hanging out and I'd be like, okay, yes, I see. So they lay on each other. Interesting. Okay. So they're allowed to do that. Okay. So at camp, they shower together. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. What camp did you go to? They fucking showered together at summer camp. As like, I don't know. And And check back in. They're probably queer now. A lot of them aren't. Okay. And then, I mean, I I don't know. And then, I don't know their lives. But then, I would try, I would be like, literally so many times, I would be like, ha yeah, we're all having fun. Do we kiss now? No? Okay, my bad. That was me. That's on me. You're right. The kissing was, you're right. Sorry. Like, I, like, I never knew, like, what the, what straight girls wanted from me, I guess, in this, like, very weird I felt like everything I did was like being scrutinized and I had well, to like... I also think that until pretty recently, you had a hard time relating to pe- anyone without a sexual component. Yeah. Well, because that was easier than trying to figure out people who like... Are you were you afraid that they like you can handle like sexual rejection, but not rejection of your personality? No, because I think, no, because I think there's been I, a, If you said yes, I would have really cracked something, but. What? No, because I think there's been a lot of rejection of my personality. <laughs> and I sort of just go, well, that's your fault and move on. <laughs> I think that there was this thing of not being sure how to relate to women. Like, want, then, like, you're trying to date women. So you're like, how do I act towards them when I want to date them? But then I don't know. Am I being creepy? Like, there's just this. And even if you're trying to be friends with other women, it, there's like this thing where you don't know how to behave where you're like um they're their high friend yes. i never felt like you didn't know how to behave i was hitting on you for like six months <laughs> i felt i felt like I, you you cared for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah i eventually gave up but you never like you never really touched me but that's the thing yeah that's like the thing it's like if a, if you're hanging out with a girl and she's straight you're kind of just like okay be all the way on the other side of the room and then just be like how was your day but like you i see you and your straight friends you guys are like laying on each other you guys Who are am like I laying on you guys are like being like you're beautiful no you're beautiful whatever you guys are up to well yeah just, you're com- just basic compliments yeah, but I'm saying as a queer person, it's misconstrued. Like if, if you if you and your straight friends are like, oh, my God, your tits look amazing. It's like another day at the office. But if I'm like, your tits look amazing, they're like, that lesbian is trying to fuck me. You know what I mean? So like, how do I? Did I ever tell you this story that I was I was this is where this is how straight women are confusing. OK, I was in a play in fifth well, grade. They're not confusing because they're straight. 
No, listen. If you keep that in mind, it all makes sense. No, no, because I don't know how to be. So I was in a play in fifth grade, and this and this girl was like a really popular girl, and the teacher was like, "Okay, guys, for the play, like in rehearsal, like hold hands." And I hesitated holding her hand because I was like, "Oh fuck, it's a popular pretty girl." And she went, "Hold my hand, you lesbian." <laughs> now that's a mixed signal. What am I meant to take from that? I think that signal is pretty clear. But You're like, a lesbian, and she wants to hold your hand. <laughs> but it was like as a, an insult. Yeah. So what the hell am I supposed to do with that? What did you do? I, I went, oh, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. And then held her hand, and then she was like, ugh. <laughs> but like, what? <laughs> I, that's, and I, that energy of hold my hand, you lesbian, I carry with me interacting with straight women every day of my life. <laughs> I don't know how. I'm like, what? What do you want? What is okay? So, because because mostly right now you're just complaining. How do we help Anna? <laughs> oh, and then the other girls who were confusing okay. to me in college are all queer now. So there you go. You know, I mean, how do we? Uh, I think you have to. I mean, for female friends, honestly, it's like a lot of a lot of queer people. Um, I've become friends with a lot of other queer women, and and I also think like you think that's less confusing. Kind of, because there's a boundary of, like, if you're dating or not or not dating, I think. But also, like, you can just wait it out. Here's what I started doing. I'd become friends with someone, a, a woman, let's say. And then I would, and then I would be like, okay, if let's give it in, like, be friends with them for, like, six months. Don't a make a move time. on them. Don't do it. Three months, whatever. Don't make a move on One them. One month. Don't do anything. Be, be strictly friends. Say goodnight at the end of the hangout. Like, don't have any, don't, don't even t tap on a boundary just just be friends and then by the end of the three months you go okay now we're friends versus like or you can see like do i am i do i feel like just their friend yeah and like if you don't feel rush like it. just their friend then that's great and then you can continue to break down barriers and become more intimate with them yeah but if you feel like oh no i like like them then maybe then move on <laughs> Yeah, I mean, because what I did with you was I just was like, don't don't rush to make a move on her. Just be like, just hang out for a while. And then eventually we just became normal. And then it was like we were hanging out and then it was fine. You know what I mean? But I consciously remember in my mind being like, just like be be your friend and don't be a weirdo. And then I like wasn't. And then here we are. So six we're, years we're later. proposing the waited out method. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, just perhaps we could even call it soaking. <laughs> Ew. What? You know, soaking. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, there's one term of soaking that's not what I mean, but... Do you You're know talking what? about the Mormon version yeah. of soaking? You mean that version. Well, I just like that term, so I'm stealing it. To mean what? Okay, so the Mormon version of soaking, for those of you Allison, who don't know... Allison, I can't. Is they I can't have sex before marriage, so what they'll do... No, Allison. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> what they'll do, no, is the guy uh, will put his penis inside and then not move. No. <laughs> and that's called soaking. And then, and for how long? However long they want. And then you they can just... have a long soak, a short I soak. I, I Probably can't. depends on if you have plans later. I, <laughs> I, I, straight people should be in jail. <laughs> like, I can't. 
So, well, you know, and so I'm proposing in a different way that Anna goes through sort of a soaking period. Not committing to anything. Yeah, not yeah. You know, you're entering and you're seeing what it's like. <laughs> and then you're, you're figuring out, do I just remove myself from this situation? <laughs> or do things get more intimate? That's she, brilliant. She's, she's listening. She's like another straight person giving me mixed signals. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like you don't. I feel like if you just wait it out, you won't be sexually attracted to the person. Like there's been so well, many. That's rude. No, it is. I mean, I've done this a bunch of times where I've been like, if I had just like rushed into it, it was like just like the first week of knowing them, you're excited to know them. But if you just like wait, a li- if you just wait it out and don't do anything, eventually you're like, that was funny. Anyway, they're my friend. But what happens if you realize that you are developing feelings for them? Um, then you date them. Okay, okay, but what if they're straight? Then you move to another country and change your name. Really helpful stuff. It's hard to be platonically intimate with someone, right? Because how do you do that? Like, I love it. It's one of my favorite things. What, what? I love to be platonically intimate. And I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> it feels less risky. Oh, I, that feels way more risky to me. No, it doesn't to me. Oh. Because like, I never... Um, like, what are you talking about? Like, staring in people's eyes? What do you mean? Okay, so I don't think you know what intimacy is. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely don't. See, again, I think this is your problem, is that you associate intimacy with, like, physical connection yes and that's not what intimacy is yeah no i know but i but do i you? don't know how to get to what do you so like intimacy to me is like feeling like i know them like they know me that i can depend on them that they can depend on me that like i i know i know how their brain works they know how my brain works i understand their family I understand their history there is like a safeness there hmm and so that's, that's not physical. And so, like, that's what I have with some of my friends. And that's wonderful to me because it, uh, you don't, even though you can be physically, no, even, sorry. No, you can be platonically intimate with these people. There's not the same pressure put on those relationships as there are with, like, the person that you're physically intimate with in your romantic relationships. Yeah, because if you want to express affection to, like, someone you're dating, you can just, like, Stroke their face or like cuddle them. But if you're like, if you have a friend. Like today, I, you know, my other best friend is Rachel. Yeah. And we today express that we miss each other. What? And that, yeah, so that's intimacy. <laughs> and she was saying how it was like really hard to like be watching The Bachelorette without me. And I said that it was really, and it felt wrong to watch it without her. And that's our, that's our platonic intimacy. Huh. And, like, we'll spend hours together. We won't kiss. Seems fake, but... And, like... <laughs> you know, and sometimes it'll just be, like, after, like, a long day, like, she'll just come over and we'll just, like, hang out and, like, order food and watch TV. And there's, like, a comfort there, even though it's completely platonic. Huh. Does this sound exciting to you? Um... Well, I would love to be able to, like, express affection for someone without uh, a paralyzing fear. Um, and, and but I, so it's, a ver- it's verbal affection versus physical affection. Yeah. Although sometimes I w- I'll, I'll, like, touch your shoulder. Got it. <laughs> she's, she's so hot. <laughs> I, had, I, I, uh, I had a thing with a friend of mine where I said, hey, I miss you. 
But then they didn't write back for two hours. So I said, not. And then they said, oh, sorry. I was like at a movie. And then I was like, okay, I really did miss you. So like baby steps, you know what I mean? Baby steps. <laughs> and that, and I, and then I was, I don't know. Do you think you've ever said I miss you to me ever in our six years of friendship? No. Right. So we're going to work on this off stage. No, I, yeah. Well, I was, it's I, hard I to, to be, it's hard to be intimate with you, to be honest. I have, oh, it's, I'm, I'm awful at it. I can't do it. Yeah. I just, someone I'm dating just now was like, okay, how about we say nice things and don't do a voice? Because I'll be like, <laughs> I'll be like, you're so cute, you dummy, or whatever. And they'll be like, you can just say it without dummy or also the voice. Yeah. And I'll be, and like, I can't, I have to add, like, I'll be like, I'll be like, God, you're so wonderful and talented, you fucking idiot. And I'll be like, why the second part? Why? Okay. So we know what to bring up in your next therapy session. Oh, yeah. I mean, I used to freak me out when you would say I love you to me. Yeah. And then I, and then I, I thought I have to because I'm going to lose her. <laughs> Anna, we hope this really helps. <laughs> if you want to submit your international question, send an email to justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. That's justbetweenuspod at gmail.com. Coming up next. We have Tough Questions with Symphony Sanders. What was it like to be part of a podcast that became so big at the beginning of sort of the podcast renaissance? The boom. The boom. Uh, you know, it started out just being like, oh, I'm doing a thing with my friends. Well, with my friend Cecil, I was, asked me and uh, I was like, yeah, sure, sure. That would be really fun. So did you even have to audition? Or Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Night Vale in the beginning had an audition process. No, no, no. There still is not <laughs> no, one. No, no. They, yeah. If we, like, it's usually like, Joseph or Jeffrey, they know someone through the neo futurists. Um, we that woo! We actually don't have any Chicago neos because they're mainly in New York. Um, yeah, where uh, that's where all the guys are. But um, but yeah, we it's really fun that you get to be like, oh hey, I'm just doing this show because my friend I went to college with. But I I was vetted. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to make it went seem to like theater school. Yeah. with Cecil, he knows that I can act. I had been a voice actor for like. 12 years at that point so it wasn't like I was just like boo-boo the fool off the street yeah it, there's no audition process but he had to be like look at her body of work she's legit <laughs> she's legit uh, yes so you so okay we want to talk to you about this too because I, I when I was in Chicago in like January or something mm, we yeah. met up and you had just done like a circus class or yeah. you do so like what what is your circus thing Okay, uh, so when I'm home from tour, I am a circus performer. I am an aerialist and an acrobat, and I teach kids. And yeah, thank you. Um, and I teach kids and adults uh, aerial and ground skills. What's why? That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Couple because of Tom Brokaws over here. <laughs> <laughs> why? Because it's really fun and it's challenging physically. It also gives you a way to creatively express yourself through movement. Um, How did you get into it? 
uh, about 10 years ago, uh, I was doing a bunch of other fitness classes and I was like, oh, this is fun. I'm a fitness professional as well. I do personal training and group exercise and things like that. And I was looking for something else to do. So I started taking pole classes and I was like, yeah, okay. And a friend of mine was, uh, I, we were at a whiskey tasting, like you do. And uh, they, were, they were like, oh, well, I've been doing these classes. They're really fun. It's really hard. And I think you would love it. And so um, I went and that night drunkenly bought um, a class at the Actors Gymnasium in Evanston, Illinois. Well, I thought you were going to say I bought 100 classes. <laughs> no, it was, a, it was a session of 10 weeks. So oh. I was committed. Yeah. I was committed. At another show, a girl came up to us and was like, yeah, I bought this ticket drunk, but I had a nice time. <laughs> she did say that. That's the best. You know, it's like, you know what? You got what you paid for. She did <laughs> say that, yeah. Wow. That's so a little you, hurtful. It, it was... But then she still had a good time, so. Had a good time. Yeah, so That's a takeaway. It's fine. Um, but yeah, so I bought it drunk, but then I went and took the class, and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done physically. Um, I was embarrassed, and it, I was kind of sad, but then that drove me to go back. What were you doing, and what, like, what kind of stuff? Uh, like, we had to, at one point, we had to invert, so just go upside down, like, in a straddle. Yeah. And I was like... Oh, so you're in a straddle. Yeah. Oh, wait, like, no, what, what you're does that holding mean? on, uh, you're holding on to, well, I can't do it in this dress. No, well, no. you can. The, well, I could. <laughs> but then I think I'd be sending the wrong signals. <laughs> I would be confused and into it. <laughs> um, so your legs go apart. But there's like no equipment. V. No, there is. Oh, it, there is equipment. Um, the apparatus that we were using is called a Spanish web. It's a rope that hangs from the ceiling, and there's a loop attap- attached to the top. You climb up, put your hand in through the loop or your foot, and they spin you. You ever, you ever seen that? I've like seen in a circus? Pink. You've seen, seen pink? pink? Okay, that is also the first thing people say when right? I... Yeah, pink they're, does they're like, it. Oh, you do your... Like pink. And I'm yeah. like... Kind of. Like the circus, guys. Yeah. Like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Cirque du Soleil. I okay. know you have. So you, so how, at the end of the 10 weeks, could you do the spinny stuff? Yeah, I could do, I, I could do more than I, than I could at the beginning. Um, but I was still like so far, like once I see like that there's somewhere else I can get to and I'm not there yet, I, it drives me to keep yeah. doing it. To, oh, yeah. I, to I decide that. to quit. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't have that. I, I have this, like, nagging determination. That's amazing. Yeah, it's a sickness. Well, what? But you work in entertainment, Allison. Yeah, but that's not physical. Oh, you're talking about physical you fitness just like the, um, stuff? The, yeah, like, the I, emotional quit, rejection. I quit karate because I had to focus on my bat mitzvah. But... <laughs> In reality, it was also because this new girl had joined the gym and she was better than me. So you quit? I had my bat mitzvah. But it didn't drive you to like be better than her? I tried for a little and then I was like, I should just learn my Haftorah. (laughs) How did that go? I crushed my bat mitzvah. And I think that's the, you, you made your parents very proud, I'm sure. Yeah, they, well, what, also what happened in that saga was that uh, pretty early on, I, I hadn't been studying enough. Uh-huh. And then my cantor yelled at me. Yeah. And nothing that's has not ignited good. fear in me like that. <laughs> oh, okay. And then I studied my ass off and I gave the best bat mitzvah that man had ever seen. <laughs> this so, is so class. This is so you. I, I played basketball all through middle school and high school and I was so bad at it. And I just like doofily was like, I'm having a great time. <laughs> like I had no, like, there was no like, I'll be the best at this. It was just like, wow, aren't we all having fun here, guys? <laughs> 
<laughs> like people were way better than me and I thought I was like, okay. And then looking back, it was like, no, you weren't. I played and then in the eighth grade and then I got on the court and this tall girl looked down at me and laughed. And you quit. And then I stopped playing. So, okay. So there's a pattern here. Yeah, well, like I, I never prefer to basketball. do things that I'm good at and oh, quit. Okay, I could. So if I can sense that like, oh, this isn't working out for me, I get out. But it seems like you keep pu- you push through yeah, that yeah, until, yeah. until you get good at it. Until I get good at it. And, and has that happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, now I'm you're teaching good. it. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, so I would say lots of bruises. I would say do symphonies plan. But also you could do mine, which is delude yourself into thinking it's not about competition. Everyone's yeah. just having a good time. I think that's also a solid way to go about yeah. it. Yeah. I feel I don't want you to quit. Don't that quit. makes me sad. I think it's great to quit. Okay. Because there's this thing of like, oh, you should never quit. You should never quit. And I just think that's wrong. Because there's so many different things to do in life and so many things to try. And so why force yourself into one hole? Unless you're soaking. Unless you're I was oh. about to say okay. that. Fuck, I was about to say that. Oh my god, that was the other thing. I was I literally gagged backstage. I was like, Bleh. also, I'm like, who the fuck are you fooling? Right. God. That's, no, you're not. No, you're um, not. I believe Jesus Christ is his name, and you're fooling him. Also, Soakin is his game. God, so- can't, God can't see you have sex if you don't move. <laughs> it's like an infrared light. Oh God can only God. see. So my niece, uh, I guess there was some camp called Happy Feet. And I think it was something to do with like soccer or whatever. And like it was the first happy feet of the season and my mom like drove her to it. And then my niece went, no, I tried this last year. I didn't like it. <laughs> and my mom was like, okay. And she was like, so I tried, not for me. <laughs> and then my mom was like, fair enough. That- I just drove her home. <laughs> Bella is five. And she's smarter than all of us. <laughs> but like there are parents that would force them to keep doing it. But yeah. if you've tried it and you don't like it, get out. No, I think that that is that is solid. If you tried it and you didn't like it, but like sometimes if you're not good at it, maybe you'll get better. Yeah. If you like it, but the thing that's stopping you is that you don't feel like you're good enough, then I think keep going. Yes. Yeah. But if you just like genuinely don't like it, stop. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't like My it. My kids, I'm going to be like, yeah, whatever. Read. <laughs> but how do, yeah, but then how do they become like piano prodigies? They don't. Well, how do, then how do I make money? Why would you make money off of my kid being no, a piano no. prodigy? <laughs> my kid! Oh, your kid, oh. Uh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so then you became good enough to teach it. Yeah. And you're teaching, so is it it's circus or acrobatic? Yeah, um, well, usually we'll teach a circus arts class, so it'll mix um, a ground skill. We'll do a ground skill for the first half hour. What's and then a ground a, skill? Ground skill, juggling, rolling globe. Oh, a ground ta- skill. Ground yeah, what yeah. did you think skill, I said? A ground skill. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> a ground skill. A skill that you So you do. can juggle as well? Yeah. We've talked about this, uh, but like the idea of what, you, when you think of someone who does circus or fitness, yeah. you think of like a very waifishly thin white girl. Sure. So how, like, is that part of why you're so involved in it? Or like, is it kind of like a thing where you're like, look, any, it's like, these, this idea of that we have of what a circus performer looks like is mm-hmm. incorrect. Uh, yeah, I think, I think with the with the rise of 
aerial arts and circus um, becoming a hobbyist mm-hmm. thing as well as and not just a professional thing that is passed down through generations of family, which is what it used to be. Um, you know, you get these ideas of what uh, a circus performer's body is, should look like um, in especially in the air or something like that. Yeah. But I, I did it just for my own physical um, benefit. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that circus is for everybody. Um, I've seen people of every shape, size, tall, short, thin, bigger boned people with uh, other uh, dis- uh, like abilities, yeah. um, you know, differently bodied um, people. And it's possible. It yeah. really is possible. It has to do with thank you. Yeah. Um, because I think people see stuff and they go, ah, not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's sad if um, they want to do it. And I hear from people when they uh, they hear what I do, they're like, oh, and they look me up and down, and then they go, oh, well, I don't know if I'm strong enough to do that. My my arms aren't strong enough, and I'm like, well, the only way you get that strong is by trying to do it. Right. Um, and you're gonna fail a bunch of times, believe me. Yeah. At, but like once you get there. Um, you'll be very proud of yourself. And that's something, uh, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, achievement. And also, I feel bad that I just said quit. (laughs) No, 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 Allison. I think if you really do not enjoy an activity, you shouldn't do it. (laughs) You really shouldn't do it. Because you're going to, it's not going to, you're not going to put your best effort in. It's going to feel like work to do it. And what I do is fun. I enjoy what I do. um, And because I like to spin around. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. make you want to throw up. No, nope. sometimes, but I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, the, I like getting the dizzies. Uh, my main apparatus is a lira, which is an aerial hoop. Um, that oh, is I love those. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Oh my god! Um, so I hang from various parts of my body: elbow, knee, back, neck, things like that. Neck? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you just have to keep looking up. Just keep looking up. And hold it like on the back of yeah, your neck. Yeah, hold it. It's so like So when underneath. you talk to a tall person, it doesn't bother you. Because your neck's like. Your neck is already strong. Uh, it doesn't bother me because I've climbed them. Oh, ha ha! I'm like. I like Hello. that answer. Just like eye to eye, just like koala. <laughs> you belong to me now. <laughs> and they do. And they do. Like, how do you go high, higher and higher and higher? Or do you start high and then you fall and you're like, well, fuck me? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, we try not to let people fall yeah. at all. And if you do, there's plenty of mats that yeah. you would fall onto that are very soft. Um, but you just climb up as far as you think you can and yeah. then come back down. Our ceiling is, um, well, our grid is about 30 feet up. So That's going to be a no for me, dog. But... <laughs> But you could just climb like three or four times and you're like, you'd be at my eye level, which is about five feet. Okay. Okay. You know, and then come back down. Um, as you go higher, though, you start noticing like the the heat, like you feel the warmth, the air that's up higher. It's kind of neat. Whoa. Yeah, it's kind of cool. So like, what's the... <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Yeah. So- What's the like coolest story you have from from teaching or? Uh, Okay. uh, Well, I guess it's cool. Um, Okay. I mean, we don't know it. Okay. So I was teaching a class and I'll go back to the Spanish web since you guys already know what that looks like. So it's rope loop at the top. And I was teaching people. I was like, okay, you get it to the top. You put your palm facing up in the loop. You pull down the safety tight to your wrist to make sure that you don't fall out. Oh, no. Right. 
And then you hold on to the loop, and then you push out the rope and let go with your feet. So you're suspended by your right wrist, and you're pushing out your left arm, right? No thanks. It really, okay. it's like, it it's kind of cool, just hold, you're just holding okay. yourself yeah. in kind okay. of a flag position. It's pretty cool. And then they start to spin you. It looks very beautiful. It's very graceful. Well, I'm underneath because I'm setting, you know, underneath the rope. The man climbs up, puts his hand in. I was like, okay, make sure you pull the safety all the way down to your wrist. He's like, okay. I'm like, is it tight? Yes. Hold on. Okay. Let go with your feet. And I start to spin and boom, he drops right on my chest. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Look at me. Look at me go. <laughs> he um, knocked the wind out of you? It, it kind of did, but I also was like, get off me. He just took a rest. And he like rolled off of me, off of like my chest and like clavicle area. Oh. And I have a lovely decolletage. You shouldn't ruin that. And he sort of rolled off and he was like, oh, sorry. I was like, yeah, did you pull the loop down? He's like, Oh, I was supposed to pull that thing down. I'm like, fucking gonna kill you. Are you guys engaged now? <laughs> That's my husband. <laughs> that would be such a beautiful story. But you'd also know right off the bat that he doesn't listen to shit. I know. And I can't handle that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I can't handle that. I wow. Well, I, I think it's important that we all have our own hobbies. And, and my hobby is the game hypotheticals. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was... <laughs> I was going to say your hobby is reading. You no, love I to love read. to read. <laughs> uh, and so would you like to play a game with us? Yes. You don't know what this is? No. <laughs> okay. Well, so Hypotheticals is uh, the world's most famous game show. Uh, and, wow, uh, it used to just be America's. Now it's the world. So, <laughs> no, America's is the first. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah, so anyway, is... so then uh, uh, you, Allison's going to give us some scenarios, and we have to say what we would do in those scenarios. Now, I also have not heard the scenarios, okay. so we are both playing, oh. possibly against each other, possibly together. It depends on depends what happens. On my so mood. we could be a team or Could not. be a team, could be against got each it. other. Allison's going to read the hypothetical scenarios, and then we have to say what we would do. I'm ready. And you can ask questions. You will lose. The first that's game. Well, that's part of I'm it. I'm feeling very stressed out right now. <laughs> first game is America's favorite game show. Would you stay with this cheater? <laughs> you find out that your recently deceased significant other of 75 years had a mistress for two years right in the middle of your marriage, mm -hmm. but they never said, I love you to each other. Do you still want to be buried next to them for all of eternity or until the planet blows up? Uh, They're already dead. Well. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> How, who was the mistress? Oh, long dead. Long dead no, lady. No, 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 but who was it to them? Oh, it was um, a cashier at the local Walgreens. <laughs> and and why and they they broke it and you off. Were like it's weird that my spouse gets so much sushi at Walgreens. <laughs> and then and okay, then, I would never be married to a person who fucking got sushi at Walgreens. I've had sushi they at Walgreens. No, no. I've had sushi at Walgreens. You're forever unclean. Thanks. <laughs> I know that was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so so how, so why were they having the affair? Uh, because it was just well, you Does it well. Matter? This is a, this no, I need to know. Oh, well, okay. honestly, you you can't know for sure because your spouse is dead and the mistress is dead. But from the letters that you found, 
Letters? It se- yeah, le- you found letters. That's how From you found From that, out. like, to each other? Yeah. Like, to the mistress, to the... Yeah. They both wrote the letters. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. It seems to be that um, it was purely based on a love of erotica. And that during your marriage, your spouse often asked if, if you could read erotica together in and bed. Like, no. And you were kind of not that into it. And so okay. this was their brief foray into um, shared erotica. And it lasted for two years? Only two years, and they never said I love you. And how long were you married? 75. Oh. That's and the opening detail. No, I, I got confused if that was how old they were when they did. Sorry. No, no, no they no, were you one got 15. married at like 15, right? This is, no, this is the future. The oh, future, okay. okay. So, okay, so... Please keep in mind that you paid a lot of money for this grave. Oh, right. You already bought the plot. You already bought the plot. I understand. You'd have to come up with a whole new plan. And so they were just exploring a kink that they felt, sadly, they couldn't tell me about. No, they told you and you said, not for me. No, I know, but they couldn't tell me, like, hey, I need to have an open thing because I need to explore this with someone else. No, because in the year 2047, people weren't really doing that. In the future, people weren't doing open relationships? <laughs> Not in 2047. That was while we were under a dictatorship. <laughs> so we had, we had polyamory. Then we, we lost got a dictator. We lost it. We got a dictator who said, no polyamory. No polyamory. And so then just like we fought 15 years. through it. Yeah. The revolution. The, the polyamorous revolution of 2055. Exactly. Now you're getting it. Okay. <laughs> And now, and uh, and uh, all the poly people got to, and so everyone's well, it man- was a mandatorily bigger revolution poly. Than just the po- I mean, we were under a dictatorship; a lot was going on. <laughs> but I think it was probably mostly like the population of Portland went to war. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, this is so convoluted. I know, <laughs> is it? I think it's tracking. <laughs> okay, well. I mean, I okay, I'll be married next to them, but only if my gravestone can say I'm pretty mad about the two years. <laughs> like it'll be like Gabby Gabby done like nineteen ninety eight to or nineteen eighty eight to like nineteen ninety eight. I'm 21. Um, 1988 to like twenty seventy. And then just where it would have said, like, wife, mother, daughter, it says, I'm pretty pissed about the two years this guy was cheating on me and then an arrow. (laughs) You know what? You finally did it. That was the answer I was looking for. Because you love pettiness. I love it. And I love an arrow joke. Yeah. (laughs) Our next game. Yeah. Are you a terrible parent? Yikes. Your child has horrendous fashion taste. Oh. And you can tell it's getting in the way of their social life. Uh Uh-huh. So you take them out of the only community they've ever known and send them to a school with uniforms. They flourish. How is that? Okay. Are you a terrible parent? My my mom's here, and that I did go to a school with uniforms. So do you just Was it because of your fashion sense? Mom? (laughs) Okay, well, we'll find out at the end. <laughs> so, uh, uh, are, and they're happy at the school? They flourish. Okay, they're flourishing at and, the school. But their friends see them on the weekend no. and go, gross. Oh, they never have anyone no, over No, because they the didn't weekend. have friends because of their horrible fashion sense at the old school. Right. Psst, no, you're a good fucking parent. <laughs> well, now That's my answer. But and what then, about on the weekend? On the weekends, um, you always take them on trips. So they can never <laughs> see their friends? They can never see their friends. 
And so huh. you kind of get to spend, a, you know, it's nice. You spend a lot of time with them. They get to see, you know, the what tri-state happens? area. <laughs> oh, you live in Jersey in this scenario? Well, of course. Will they not, will they not take uh, just like you aren't, as a parent, aren't you just like buying them clothes? Yeah. No, they have a way of taking the clothes you buy them and, and putting up. it together in just the worst possible way. Where it's, it, cool. it hurts your eyes. <laughs> oh, no. So you, and there, you haven't had a conversation with them to say, hey, yeah. they're very sensitive. Okay. <laughs> um, um, and you think, is there a scenario where they get to college and they've grown out of the bad fashion sense? And or like, can you give them college uniforms? Well, what you do is is they wear their high school uniform in college, and they're that kid. Oh. <laughs> I think you're a good parent. I think I should t- make a parenting book. <laughs> With just elaborate scenarios? Uh, yeah. Because well, that's good, the one where when the kid is watching porn, and you sit down and go, ooh, this is good. That's a good one. I'm helping kids to make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good. Did you hear that? You didn't hear that no, one. No, I didn't hear that one. Yeah. But I would also say something like, oh, la, la. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I love oh, this one. And then and they're then, like, God, gross. So much shame. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, that was that Allison's way. That nips that right in the bud. Yeah. I would say, yes, you're a good parent. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, is there no real answer? You're just wondering if you could do this in the future? <laughs> Maybe. And it's also a fun idea for you. <laughs> Can I just say, one time with my ex-girlfriend, we were in the mall, me, my ex-girlfriend, and Allison, and we, they had, we didn't know each other that well, and they wandered away together, and I was somewhere in the front, and Allison just went, does it hurt you how she dresses? <laughs> Apropos of nothing to my new girlfriend. And she said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she worked in fashion. <laughs> Our final game, are you ready? Yes. Are they an alien? Or just rude. Your mom's best friend asks you to watch them rehearse their America's Got Talent audition. Absolutely not. (laughs) Wait, it's not about whether you would do it. It's whether they're an alien or rude. Uh Oh, I'd be a rude alien and say, get the fuck out of here. No, you're not the alien or rude. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's if they are an alien or rude. Oh, I see. You're a human obsessively named Symphony. (laughs) So they say. Your mom's best friend asks you to watch their rehearse their America's Got Talent audition. It's four minutes of spinning without throwing up. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! Symphony knows all about this. <laughs> when you say, but this is not in the air. Okay. Oh, like a whirling dervish. Go on. Like it, you're just, they're just spinning around, yeah. standing. Okay. When <laughs> you say it might not be dynamic, they make you watch it again. <laughs> is this person an alien or just rude? Footnote, they eventually do throw up on you. <laughs> okay, first question. The spinning. Yeah. Is it like in good form or is it all no, wobbly? No, 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 like just imagine a small child spinning. <laughs> and okay. it's four minutes of Because that. a whirling dervish type person, that can be very interesting to That's watch if they have a cool skirt. Is. Nope, okay. And this is your mom's best friend since when? Mm. Uh, since... Um, 2042, this is also in the future. <laughs> but that doesn't give me any context to how long it's years been. Years and years, your whole life. Okay. Okay. Um, are they older than you? It's what? Your, it's your mom's best Who's friend. Who's your mom hanging out with? I don't know who this mom is. <laughs> oh. I'm just, this is a hypothetical mom. Right. This is not my actual mom. No, it's your mom. mom. No, it's your my mom. Actual, okay, I know my mom's best friend, and she would not make me watch. 
her spinning. But okay, then definitely an alien, because Roz would not do that. <laughs> an alien has taken over Roz's body. I know. That That's gotta answer. be, because if you met Roz, you know her knees can't take the spinning. Okay. Okay. I'd love to meet Roz. She's lovely, gal. Yeah, I would love to meet her. She's older than she's your mom's age. Okay, yeah. I, there was a there was a a pair last night that came to the meet and greet, and it was a young girl and then an older butch woman. And I or but I didn't look they didn't look that far apart in age. And I was like, oh, are you guys sisters? And they were like, ha no, I'm her mom. And then they walked away, and I said to Allison, I'm so into the mom. <laughs> and I said, I know. <laughs> And I was like, I gotta go home and think about this. And then she did say, she went, all my daughter's friends are obsessed with me. And I was like, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get it. I definitely have had that with like a Night Vale fan's dad. Oh, and you were like, yeah, what up, were dad? Like, yeah, the, the, the fan was like talking to me and I'm like, yeah, yeah, kid. <laughs> I'm like, what up, up daddy? Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. That's me thrusting at yeah. him. Is it just terrible form to be like, yeah, 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 you're a good fan. What's up with your mom? <laughs> so what's your mom's deal? What or? if that girl's like a fan of mine? Alien and then, or rude? Wait, just imagine. <laughs> imagine you're, you guys are fans, right? Imagine you're like a fan of mine and you wake up and I'm like, hey, and I'm your new stepmom. <laughs> it's not all it's cracked up to be, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, uh, rude. An, an alien. And, and an alien. A rude alien. <laughs> Ding, ding, ding! You got it right! Because this alien can actually control when it vomits and it chose to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> but guess what? They win America's Got Talent. They do. Oh, wait, get out yeah, of here. Yeah, because they can hypnotize the judges. Oh, <laughs> uh, with the spinning? Uh, so they didn't show you that feature? No, no. Yeah, so you really... You... Well, then you and get the full scope. What, what is the alien's plan having won America's Got Talent? Why did they do that? To become who would want to win that? To, they just want to be famous. Yeah, it has well, no bigger alien plan to like no, take no. The world. They they okay. So they were part of the intergalactic army for their planet, and then they thought, you know what? I don't like this, and they quit. <laughs> so Is this quit. just inside your head? I hope so. Oh God, I love. Where this. else would it be? I don't know. <laughs> this know is what she's like. Oh, like every day. Every day. This is great. <laughs> You're great. I'm pretty quiet sometimes. Okay. But you're just thinking of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Allison, what you thinking about? You know what? Never mind. <laughs> Don't fucking tell me. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Where Thank do we you find so you? Oh. oh. Uh, you can find me on most social media platforms at Symphony Sanders or, yep, that's it. <laughs> or listen to Welcome to Night Vale. Or Good Morning Night Vale. Or Good Morning Night Vale, yeah. a podcast about a podcast. You know. Thank you, Symphony! So now it's time for topics. X, 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 baby. Baby. Um, so as we all know, I just randomly select the topics based on not much. Actually, a lot of times I go to Jezebel.com. What? And I see what the ladies are up to. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing of this. That's where you pick the topics from? Well, sometimes I'm like, what's current? What's trending? 
Are, what? Well, I imagine I, having to come up with. Uh, we've come up. There's a lot of topics. Yeah. I once did describe you as a mom who just read in Us Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> I have one in my bag right now, <laughs> saving it for the plane. Um, so uh, this week, I decided I wanted to talk about apologies. Yeah. Because I think that it's. it's First of all, I'd like one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for what? I don't know. Nothing. Okay. Because um, I think it's very interesting time right now where a lot of people are getting in trouble uh-huh. and then a lot of people are apologizing and then there's sort of like this group decision of like if we're accepting the apology or not. Sure, yeah. And so I kind of wanted to like get into like how do we know when, an ap- when we should accept an apology and when we shouldn't. I think the level of offense. Okay. So like, sorry I hit your mom with a car. Women, I need more than that. <laughs> But what but if like, they didn't mean to do it? Um, then I'm gonna need like a like, like some money, money, <laughs> handwritten letters. Like I'm gonna need some some tears. You know what I mean? I guess to me, an uh, edible arrangement. <laughs> but like I think I think a large part of an apology is is what are they? You know, it's like what, what was the intention? Did they intend to? You know? Yeah. Did they intend to hit your mom with the car? Right. Or or does the apology acknowledge what they did wrong? Like if, So if, many apologies don't. So like Aziz Ansari came out with his new special. Yeah. And he got, got taken down with the Me Too movement. And in his special... He got taken down by his own self, but... Okay, but... Yes, yes, I understand and, what you're and saying. And so he... I didn't watch the special, but I read an article on Jezebel. And... <laughs> Basically, he acknowledged what happened. Yeah. And people were like, well, he apologized. But he didn't apologize. He just acknowledged. He just acknowledged what happened. Yeah, so this is the thing also is when a person goes, I'm sorry you were upset. Oh, yeah. Or I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Yeah, rather than like, I'm sorry I did this thing. Right. Or that like, I... Ugh, I get, I'm just mad thinking about it. <laughs> well, because that's like a that make that's crazy making. Like that's right. like I'm sorry you were upset about this thing, but it wasn't that bad. And you're like, yes, it was. It was that bad, and yeah. you don't get to decide get what to decide. is it, what isn't is not bad. Yes, I think if you apologize, if you acknowledge what you did, and you say you understand that what you like, you know what I mean? Like you 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 go look, nobody's perfect, right? So like if you slip up or something, and someone goes, "Hey, actually, like that's hurtful," and you go, "Oh, okay, I'm really sorry, I didn't realize," you know what I mean? But the, rather there's than cancel, go, there's cancel culture now, sure, which Jezebel is really covering, and. Um, but I'm saying if they do that, like, I, here's what I witness. It's like a thing, something happens that is, like, minor. And then the famous person goes, oh, uh, then the famous person goes, oh, uh, the, someone, someone goes, hey, that's actually racist. Or, hey, that's actually sexist or whatever. And instead, like, and instead of being like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't know. I'll change my behavior. They go, well, fuck you. You know what I mean? Okay, so, for example, we had an episode of the podcast uh, with Charla Loriston on, who's a wonderful comedian. Um, and she's a black woman, and she was talking about uh, her culture growing up. And I talk a lot, and I sometimes have a tendency to talk over guests, and I don't mean to. Um, and, uh, and so a couple of people commented on Instagram, and they said, hey, Gabby, we know that you always talk over people and that that's kind of your deal, but, and we love you, but when you have a woman of color as a guest, I think you should be more cognizant of that and be more aware to not speak over them. And instead, and I just said, 
oh my God, I didn't, you're right. I'm so sorry. I was just doing what I usually do, but I understand in the context of being a white woman and, and having women of color as a guest that I should think of it differently. I totally get it. And I will have my eye on it going forward. And they were like, thanks. And that was the end of it. I could have been like, well, fuck you. You don't get to tell me how to do my pot. You know what I mean? I don't understand the, the inclination of people to be like, to be like, uh, feel personally attacked when they can just go, oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I'll do better. So with Joe Biden, right? And, and like him saying that, like he was, he apologized for the way that he's like treated women. And he said, well, society's changed. No, to that's me, what I mean. But that's just what I'm stop saying. Like, it included in a yeah. Like, you, I think you have to also like look to the actual state because people will put these little things in there, and then you realize right. exactly. that they're not actually sorry. Exactly. Just say, and then even they were like, "I'm." The person responded and was like, "I'm sorry to call you out," and I was like, "I don't feel called out. I feel like you care about." And our then guests. you got to brag about how well you handled the situation. No, I'm just saying it's an example. Of You'd how already bragged to me about it earlier in I'm, the cab. No, I was letting you know that if you had listened to, I was telling you because I was like, if you listened to the episode and you felt that way too, I want you to know that I found out that I did that and I'm sorry. But like, I, I. I think like it's a good example of how how easy it is to do the right thing. But I also think that there's sometimes where people can apologize and you can forgive them, but that doesn't mean they need to stay in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's where things get really tricky because people will be like, "Well, I'm sorry and I apologize." And it's like, "Okay, that's totally like like uh, so we I had an incident with a friend where he did something and it just sort of like proved to me that this is just like not the kind of person that I wanted to be my friend. Yeah. And so I was like, we had a fight about it and like uh, he apologized and I was like, thank you for apologizing. You know, I forgive you. But in my head, I was like, I put this person in a different category in my brain. Yeah, they, they apologized and there's no ill will, but you don't have to have them in your life. Right. It can still like, I think you can, people can apologize and you can forgive them, but it can still change your opinion of them as a person. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes it should. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it depends on if they, it depends on if they really, it was a mistake or something. You know right, what I if mean? it was unintentional. Yeah. But I also think that a lot of people live by this, like, it's better to ask forgiveness than to ask permission. Yeah, baby, and get that tattooed on my lower back. <laughs> but, you know, and so I think sometimes that's what, that's what happens, is that people know it's just easier to apologize to you. Yeah. Do you, is there anyone you would like an apology from that you haven't gotten one? That's so interesting. <laughs> I guess to me, an apology doesn't mean anything. I, in, in my, the people that I'm thinking of in my head, what I would require. <laughs> Just an Arya Stark level list of names. <laughs> <laughs> what I would require is a, a change of behavior moving forward. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah. Of course. But like, part you know, for like the like the you know the one thing the one person that I'm thinking of where like our relationship feels very uneven and like they're not there for me in the way that I'm there for them. Like I I wouldn't care if she said I'm sorry because it wouldn't mean anything to me. Right. The only thing that would mean something to me would be if if her behavior changed and she and she was there for me more. Yeah. And but that's would something have to- that couldn't happen overnight. Like I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't mean it would. It would have to be like months of that before I before it would do like the damage control of what an apology is like supposed to do. But could it start with an apology and you would be like, okay, this is a good start? No, because I sometimes. Ooh, okay. So sometimes I feel like people just say they're sorry so that they get out of it. 
Yeah, of course. And that you then have to let go of your anger and let go of your feelings, even no, if no, you're no, not no, ready no, no, no. to yet. No, 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 no. And even if they don't deserve you to do that yet. No, it's not. It's not the same timeline. Just because someone says they're sorry doesn't mean you have to be on their timeline where you where you're like over it. I used to when I would get in fights with people I was dating and then they would go, well, I said I'm sorry. And I would feel this pressure to then just like be like peppy again. Right. But I but I would have like two days of like, you have to let me have a couple days to be sad about this because you're over it and you're sorry. But like, I'm still sad. Yeah. And like not, we're we, not on the same timeline. Like when we got in our fight on the podcast uh, in episode five of the fight, um, I think it's episode four. Episode four, the fight. It happened so fast. Uh, four episodes in, we were like, we're done. <laughs> like, you apologized, and I wasn't, I was still mad at you. I know. And, but like, I just knew that, like, I had to just, like, wait that out. Yeah. And then has my behavior changed? I don't know. You were keeping secrets. How could I know? I'm not keeping secrets now. Well, are you? I mean, no, I'm terrified. I'm terrified for my life to keep any secrets. <laughs> I guess fear has been instilled in me, so. <laughs> but I also, like, you You used to not apologize. No, because I felt like that was um, admitting that I had done something. Right. You know, like, when you get... When That's what an apology is. You know, like, when you get an offender bender and you're not supposed to apologize because if they say you apologize, your insurance will be like, oh, they apologize, so it's their fault. Yeah. That's every day for me. Fender benders galore, baby. And in this scenario, who is the insurance company? <laughs> um, like me also. <laughs> I'm my own insurance company. I just imagine you imagining yourself in a State Farm uniform, just like being like, don't say it. Don't say it. It's me and then me as Flo. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, sorry. This but commercial took a dark turn. <laughs> But all I would ever want from you was an apology. I and know. that was one of the biggest things we had to learn about our communication. Yeah, I had to learn to just be like, why is she so pissed? And then, if, and then you would be like, Wah! and then I'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. And then you'd be like, that's all I wanted this whole time. Yeah. And then I'd be like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You just wanted me to say I'm sorry. I preemptively apologize constantly as a manipulation tactic. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't do that? <laughs> what? What? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's very smart to apologize. Because if you preemptively apologize for something, and if you go like, oh my God, I'm, I'm so sorry I'm running late. Like, oh, I like, oh my God, I'm the worst. I can't believe I'm running late. Oh my God. Oh, I hate myself. Whoa, I'm, the te I'm terrible. I'm so terrible. <laughs> You force the other person to go, no, it's okay. <laughs> you should use that. It's very smart. You're a psycho. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like very good, you know, because like if you, if you shit on yourself first, yeah. there's no shit left for them. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes I'll build up, like I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have such an insane thing to ask you. And they'll be like, oh, what? And I'll be like, just can you get me a soda? Like I'll build yeah. it up. Oh, that's great. So that they're expecting something really bad. Huge. And then when it's small, versus if I have been like, can you do a small favor? And they're like, ugh, what? But if I say it's an insane thing, they think, oh my God, they're going to ask for like a hundred gold bullions or whatever. On. Everyone's a psychopath. Yeah. What upsets me is people who don't use these manipulation tactics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I would love, I, there are people I would want apologies from. Who? 
Well, I think my so here's a, so here's a left turn. I think my college ex-boyfriend, I would like an apology because I feel like he doesn't think he did anything wrong. Oh, interesting. And, and so be, you would like to learn that he I would like to know that he, he knows that he knows did that wrong. he did something wrong and that he's like, "Whoa, like I was talking to someone else about this and I was like, if it would be so wonderful if he was like doing the ninth step of AA mm -hmm. and it was like, wow, he's really turned his life around and he has to like call me and apologize to me. Do you know what I mean? I would be like, wow, steps, you know, like you're actually like you realize what you did versus like me thinking he walks around being like, I didn't do anything wrong. Well, I think, yeah, I feel like in that scenario, it's also like I feel sad and worried about his future interactions with people. Oh, he's a this is a, a, a college ex-boyfriend who was violent. He's a teacher. Right. Right. So like but I don't. Yeah. So my in my head, I have to. This is what I was telling this person. I was like, in my head, I have to go. OK, he like he's totally because I don't know anything about his life now. So I have to go. OK, he's he, you know, he's changed his life. He's totally turned his life around. And he's like a, he loves to garden and he has no violent impulses anymore. And he's like fully like doesn't drink and like is like a yoga. You know what I mean? Like I have to like build this fantasy life for him. And so like if he. Wrote but I feel like that's more about you being worried about how he's continuing to live his life, not yeah. how he treats you, but how he's treating other people. Yeah. So I would feel great. Like if he if he reached out and was like really apologetic, I'd be like, oh, thank God. Yeah. First, I wouldn't feel any sort of like glee and like, haha, fuck you and your apology. You know what I mean? Which I would feel for like some people. <laughs> I yeah, I'm trying to think like so the boyfriend who abandoned me and. and what was that, 2017? And I'm like, <laughs> so if he apologized, I don't, like, I don't think I even want to hear from him. Like, I don't right. know what that would do. If anything, it would just mean I'd be like, oh, so now I can't shit on you on podcasts anymore? <laughs> no, I think you still can. No, I think you still can. Like, I, I would feel in that scenario that it would just be to absolve himself. Right. Like, That's what, what I mean. Yeah, so like, what do I get out of that apology? Nothing. Right. So it wouldn't be with in my situation, I'm saying it wouldn't be to absolve himself. It would be like if he was like, I've turned my whole life around and now I work with kittens or whatever. You know what I mean? Like then I could be like, now oh, I okay. teach kittens. Now I teach kittens American history or whatever. <laughs> but like they got to know it so they can vote. Do you feel uh, <laughs> I honestly think America would be doing better if kittens could vote. <laughs> and they have ink on their little paws. Okay. <laughs> Should we so, get raided? Let's get raided. I thought you said raided, like by the FBI. <laughs> there's, well, there's going to be a raid later, probably. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get raided. So normally we get raided by our producer, mm -hmm. but uh, we weren't given a support staff. So I think what we should do instead is call your mom up here. Yeah, have Karen come raid us. Does she know Woo! where she's supposed to be? So let's start off. Give us a rating on a, on some sort of scale of your choice. Yeah. The shoes are a 10. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. So, so, but the show. You have to rate the Wait, show. The bangs are a 10. <laughs> They're a little long. No, she, I can still see your eyes. Oh, yeah, but I like to show my eyebrow. She That's cuts me being them herself. Real I love eyebrows. You love eyebrows? I love eyebrows. <laughs> anyway, this is where I came from. So. Come on, I'm the one that learned so much about your childhood from these podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like I wasn't even there. Yeah, that's true. Did you take notes during the during the show? I didn't have to. Oh, okay, great. So, you, so what do you rate the show? Like, what out of what? Well, Melissa rates it one out of five. So, yeah, so what do you rate it? She always rates it a 4.999. What do you think? Five? Yeah. Five. <laughs> Melissa, our producer Melissa likes to give us room to grow. And she's very hard to read, so we're like, does she like us? <laughs> yeah, Melissa, if you could just, while you're editing this, let us know if you like us. <laughs> what do you rate it? Oh, wow. I rate it um, 13 out of 12 spins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of spinning in this episode. Yeah, it was a nice coincidence. Okay, I, I rate it um, uh, 7 out of 7 uh, men falling on Symphony's chest. <laughs> <laughs> that was very soft, you know, yeah. cushioning, too. Yeah, because... She's got because she has big she's boobs. Big. Yeah, she's got big boobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a good-looking girl. She's adorable. Yeah, but she's you know big she's, boobs. Yeah, I know. I know. She's, very cushioned. Yeah, she's a she's a good-looking girl. Mom, mom, you can't. You can't. This is like you can't just tell women that they have big boobs. I don't. You just did. I used Not my to her hand. face. I didn't. I just went cushion. Yeah, like yeah. Look, she, so making, what did we learn? Making me and Allison <laughs> feel bad. What have we learned? Well, okay. You know what? When that guy runs for politics, this ex-boyfriend from college that wants to run from politics, you're going to testify in front of the Senate. Oh, well, I'll probably write a really scathing article on Medium.com. Uh, <laughs> and it'll go on Jezebel. Yeah, and it'll go on Jezebel, yeah. And then I'll finally read it. <laughs> I, I want to make it clear I don't read the articles. I just look at the headlines. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, what I learned um, that... I learned that uh, if your mom's friend wants to be on America's Got Talent, they're an alien. Yeah. Do That's what you watch learned? that show? I don't know. Do people? I love America's Got Talent. You do? Your dad and I watch it every week. That makes sense. That's the demographic. Yeah, parents are wild. Parents love, parents watch shows I've never even heard of. <laughs> parents are like, we're on the sixth season of like, New Amsterdam. New, new Bones new or Amsterdam whatever the fuck. New Amsterdam is very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, and I, I learned um, that you just need some people to say they're sorry. And that's it. No, I said I... Oh, I in the, in the future. Yeah, that like if I fuck up, I just say sorry. Yeah. One time, one of the best things that happened was I just stopped making excuses. So I'll just say to you, I'm sorry. I have no excuse. I am dumb. And, and that's that, it. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You apologize first. Yeah. And it manipulates me <laughs> into saying, oh, no problem. But wait a minute. But then, well, you, wait a minute. What? But then it goes back to, is it even worth it agonizing to get an apology? Because if the person's clearly not worthy of your friendship, then yeah, you don't even... No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to... I just want to... My mother is a divorce attorney, <laughs> so uh, I guess this is our like like uh, mediation. What is it? Mediation. mediation. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, but she's worth it. I like when she apologizes to me. Yeah, okay, but, but if that's somebody, a decision that you're going to make. Yeah. If that person's not worthy of your friendship, right. then screw fuck the apology. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. What did you learn, Allison? Uh, no, don't say that to Gabrielle. <laughs> My dad just went, oh, ho, ho. <laughs> wow. Snap. I- <laughs> okay. I Allison, love shut you. the fuck up, Allison. <laughs> I liked it better when my parents were here. <laughs> so let's end the show. What's one piece of advice you can share with everybody? Buy the book. No. <laughs> Mom. Thank you guys so much. This Thank has been you. amazing. Just Between Us is hosted by me, Allison Raskin. And me, Gabby Dunn. Our engineer is Brendan Burns. He also composed our killer theme music. Our producer is Melissa D. Motz, and our supervising producer is Josephine Martirana. Our executive producer is Chris Bannon. Just Between Us is a production of Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs>